how his country needs him here. Cristiano Ronaldo, yes! Oh, yes! Nani. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! And what a time! In what a place! What a play! Wayne Rooney out of this world! Comes out to Essien! Oh, my goodness. What an unbelievable strike. It's Freddie Youngberg again, pushed out by Bartes. Wilson! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! What's up guys, welcome back to the Pace and Power podcast. I'm your host, Ed Dowling. Don't know why I'm speaking so softly this week, but um, with me today we've got Pat. How's it going? Hello, very well, thank you. It's been, we've took a brief international break, if you like, even though it wasn't an international break uh, last week. Um, but obviously with the Pace and Power podcast, the news never stops. And this weekend, especially um, following the ramifications of El Sacico, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> And I know we got rid of the the, uh, the uh, roundups. I kind of feel like we should have done a roundup for the game at the weekend because that game alone, maybe even moments alone in that game, have had huge implications for both Manchester United and Spurs and Newcastle and you know quite a few teams to be honest. So let's get, let's get straight straight into it. Um, first of all, first order of business, if you like, and this might be quite an easy one. It's got to be Stinkwatch. <laughs> um, could we just put Nuno in there? <laughs> no, I feel I feel kind of bad for him. Um, he looked so sad on the touchline. Um, no, from a from a player's perspective, um, I don't know. Well, well, you were at the game, weren't you? I think you've got a fresh fresh perspective on it. You saw every single every single action by every single player. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a number of candidates, and this, the weird thing is, this podcast is doing to me like watching live football. I have Stinkosh in the back of my mind, but I'm watching <laughs> just normal players play. Um, usually, I'd elect to go for Alessio because he was he was utterly utterly dreadful. Yeah, and um, you know, the stink show, the smell show, like you know what you know you know what we're about <laughs> at this point. But we've got A, we've got two main midfielders, and B, I don't think it's quite cutting enough. I don't know. He's not the Celso, it's just he's like our Xhaka almost. He's just fucking yeah. useless. There's oh, no, are you there's no I think I know, I think I know so who you're gonna bad. go for here. Right, you, you guess, 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 guess. I said I didn't watch the game, so I'm going purely off what you said to me um in person. Uh is it gonna be Son? Ooh, I wouldn't say Son. I thought Son was bad. I'm gonna go. Because I don't know, Son, he's, 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 he is where Kane was for me prior to Kane's sort of want-away moves where, like, I yeah. will just defend him no matter what. <laughs> he didn't have a good game, but no one had a good game. Um, I was actually going to go for Ben Davies. And I know, oh, okay. so, and I'm revising it as I'm thinking it out now because he's actually not good enough to be on Stinkwatch anyway. No, no. But I thought he had an absolutely atrocious game. You know what it is? Let's put Nuno as as the manager. Stick with that. <laughs> because you can't get it more wrong. You just can't get it more yeah. wrong than that in every regard. Um, we won't go into the game specifically. But obviously, as everyone would know, Spurs lost 3-0. Didn't have a shot on target. And as a lovely, beautiful segue, he has subsequently been sacked this morning. 
Um, so Spurs have sacked how many managers now? This year, two? Would you count Mason yeah. being sacked? Probably not. <laughs> no, no. Um, so Spurs are without a manager again this season. And it's weird for a manager to win manager of the month for August. Top of the league, zero goals conceded. And then to be sacked two months after that is quite a crazy idea, to be honest. Yeah, what a what a dismal sort of stint in charge. I can't think of um I can't think of that many high profile managers at like big clubs in recent years who have had such a short-lived reign. Um because what yeah, three three months. I'm trying to think of any like any nah that is literally the, I mean Emery got a year. Mm. Uh Sarri like got Chelsea, a year. Yeah, even like Chelsea, yeah. like um I, and I think this is a very unique appointment and a very unique managerial tenure. Like, I don't think we've seen this that often. Um, I don't think anyone involved in the decision-making from Nuno himself to the like the board to the players wanted yeah. him. I, don't, I think he obviously took it up because financially it's an amazing opportunity and yeah. also like coaching-wise, he may never reach that level again. But you, you cannot tell me that he took that job and thought, I you know, I don't know. Maybe some managers, you know, you have to have ego, I guess. Maybe he did think yeah. he'd turn it around. But he must have been going into that thinking, this could get very, very serious very quickly. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> the burden of responsibility has got to be with the Spurs board. Like, ha- he, you're going to be presumably paying him like a few million in sort of it's, um, compensation. Oh, I can tell you, I can tell you, it's 12 million. In, 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 um, and what like how <laughs> 12 million so and this the crazy thing is I think to me there's three parties really every party that could possibly be involved at a football club bar the fans are involved <laughs> um, the board for not having an adequate successor plan for Mourinho yeah. and sacking him because of the money that would be involved if he won the League Cup final all that stuff utterly disgusting so yeah, they're not having a manager plan and then going for a manager that no one wanted. Uh, that's pretty criminal. That's number one. Yeah. That's fairly high up, up the list of crimes. <laughs> Two on, on the criminal list is um, is Nuno himself, who I will say didn't is not at all at the level required to even coach this team, even in a good spell, let alone the sort of slump we're in right now. Um, I was, I mean, I talked extensively with uh, Temi at the weekend about this and I made the assessment that I think we played one good game entire 90 minutes well under him, where I thought the whole 90 minutes we played really well. Is that City? City. His first game. Um, <laughs> his first game. I thought, wow, this is really good. And I think that did that bought him way more time i think than people thought initially right off the bat because it was such a good performance yeah um, although looking looking it's interesting looking back because in a way city away was it away it was home okay well it, well wherever it is city yeah. is like a very straightforward when, when you're a club that's not t- challenging for the title mm. city's quite a straightforward game because it's just like you know soak up pressure try and counter attack yeah. easy yeah and yeah, if you lose who gives a shit so in a way, like he had the, um, it looks like a very easy, mm-hmm. not easy result, but you know, like if he'd lost that game, no one would have given a shit. Um, mm. uh, we lost five well, nil. No one cares. <laughs> I think as well with that fixture, my brother 
described it very well because he was at the game and you consider all the factors that are at play at that specific time. We'd had the managerial nonsense. Um, we'd had the Kane leaving Saka, which had only really started two or three weeks before the actual game itself. Um, the team he was actually allegedly going to and still could have gone to at that point. So I think the fans and the players on the pitch themselves, and I'll get I'll get to Harry Kane in a second. Yeah, um, <laughs> felt that they had a point to prove and that a reaction because you know they remember I remember there was chance about you know are you watching Harry Kane stuff like this when we were, we were just comp- we were utterly dominating City for the latter half of that game. But then when Harry Kane comes back, you can't really you can't really protest against a, a player that's in your team. <laughs> so um, it made it a bit more difficult. So Nuno, and then towards the end of his tenure at Spurs, his very, very short tenure, um, he made quite bizarre tactical errors. I think the for me personally, the Arsenal first half, I, I think that's the worst half. And I, I, I'm known for using hyperbole in this podcast. That's you are. Twist. I know and felt overly exaggerating for comic effect. Mostly. I kid you not. I kid you not. I strongly believe in my heart of hearts. That's the worst. That's the worst half of football I've seen a team that I support play in my entire life. And I, I, I don't know how I've seen my team get back six nil, five nil. No, that's worse. That was so much worse. And it's all his. That fault. was it. Was it was because you made us look like the best team in the world for forty five minutes. Um, mm. Terrible. It was. It was absolutely crazy. So that is a second offense in and of itself. It, not really, but like for a lot of Tottenham fans, that was like maybe that was the point where a lot of them turned. A lot of them more. Yeah, did, did it feel time. like he was doomed from there? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, let's, let me get my let me get my timeline straight. Look, did we play Chelsea before or after? I think we played Chelsea after Arsenal. No, no, it was um, it was Crystal Palace first, then Chelsea, then Arsenal. Yes. I think. Okay, right. Crystal Palace was the first big. Oh god, I've, I forgot about I forgot about those results. They they were terrible as well. Mm. So that one, this is the thing, right? You have the three the three demons of football right here. The first one, the first game for Crystal Palace, I fought at that time because I've been used to good football and whatever down the years. That this is just one of those freak results that sometimes happens. Like Palace were really good, really clinical, and a bit lucky on the day we got an unfortunate red card. This happens. Um, this is not a particular, particularly bad indictment of the manager. We just played really poorly, whatever. Yeah. Fine. Go again next week. Um, Chelsea, we started off really strong in the first half and I thought, okay, okay, this is better. I, you know, I'm not expecting to beat Chelsea all the time, really at all with the, with the state of how things are, but give them a good game. First half was great. Second half. Nil, ooh, ended nil-nil for the first half, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But the Chelsea game, again, I wasn't you know out at all. I was like, um, Chelsea are an excellent team, well coached. They, they did us some set pieces, individual players, Delielli not marking Thiago Silva, like stuff like that. Fine margins of players letting down the team. I can accept that. And then Kante scored the most BS goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I completely forgot about that. So, yeah, okay, that is excusable. Manager, those two results, and that's back to back 3 0 London Derby losses, like pretty bad, but forgivable. That Arsenal game. Like, where can you point the finger other than him? You can't. It's not the midfield. Not, 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 having, not having a midfield. Not having a midfield is is known to be an issue in football games. Yeah. Mm. So that felt. I think that was the moment where okay, people started turning. Um, West Ham. West Ham. I don't know. So we lost. Wasn't one nil to West Ham. We beat in the middle of that. We beat Newcastle and Palace. Um, both of them nervy, edgy games against teams we really should be outclassing, especially Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, 
West Ham again. I could I could sort of accept it. I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't even watch it. But I can accept losing to West Ham because we're a good team right now. Yeah. Um, but maybe by that point, I don't think I would have accepted that coming into the season. I think that the the subtle you know the back Malaise. of your brain it settles in, and then Man United for me. Maybe this I'm trying to be over dramatic because that was ultimately the game that did get him sacked. I thought this needs to be a great, a good performance at the very yeah. least. We need to show something here. And just for our, for, for our for our listeners, uh, you you yourself were in the stands for your for your birthday, weren't you? Yeah. So yeah, I, a little I turned, birthday treat. <laughs> I turned uh, 24 on Saturday. Um, I was lucky enough to go and see my team go and play. And it was, you know, for, for in a lot of ways, it was a great occasion. So like it's a lovely ground. It's a big team. Yeah. And funnily enough, weird, weird fact, six years ago to the day on my birthday when I was uh, 50. No, hang on. I'll cut this out. 17. 17. I saw the <laughs> exact same fixture and we drew 2-2. Um, but Feel, feel, two feels two. like something that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the performance itself was utterly dreadful, despicable. I remember talking to my, uh, talking to my girlfriend and saying that and obviously this does not happen very often at all, but I was I like, for Ed's sake, I genuinely hope Spurs, Spurs win. <laughs> Just like, because on your birthday, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, and this is what all it, it all leads to, for me personally, it didn't ruin my day at all. Like, I, I wasn't even really that upset. I always find actually going to these games, being there when it's happening, makes me feel a lot better about it. Because one, you're in the shared the shared misery and there's more misery to be divided up and divvied out, so to speak. So I, I feel like I come off, I come off better than watching it on TV. Second of all, um, I was talking about that, like atmospheres at games like that. And it wasn't, if it was flat, it would have ruined my day. If, if we it was just sort of accepted it, it would have ruined my day. The but, fans did not accept it. But um, the reaction from the fans, and it is nice to see, well, it's not nice, not the right word, but it's, it's heartening to see that the fans, we're not, we have become accustomed to a certain level of, of success. But I don't think we're particularly spoiled fans. Um, and the, the moment I'm really talking about is a substitution where he took off definitely Spurs' best attacking player, Lucas Moura, for a player that has hardly played in like the 60th minute. And I've never seen a substitution get booed before like that. I've never seen that in my life. I think when, when Granite Jacker came off against Crystal Palace a couple of years ago. <laughs> But they were booing him, not the decision. <laughs> Emmanuel um, Boué as well. That one. Time. Yeah. Oh god. But no, with the Spurs game, it was like because um, I saw I saw it back on match of the day, and it was just like every every particle inside that stadium was rejecting Nuno there. <laughs> mm, mm. And what one thing I do want to clarify as well, because being in the game, it does give you a different uh, perspective on how those people on the ground feel at one time. Like you're never going to really get it on TV, um, partially because they censor out chance, which is really crap. Um, what the general feeling was there was never any direct chanting towards Nuno himself. Uh, but no, there was actually, there was one. There was a, there was, a round no, of, you, you don't, don't know you what, don't you're, know doing. what you're doing. Yeah. An immediate reaction to that substitution, which was a criminal substitution. Maybe he did it on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. Because he, he never subs Lucas. Like, he never does that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was talking about, like, I, was, I was seeing fights in the stands. <laughs> The genuine fights, like it's, it's unbelievable stuff. Did Eric, Eric Dyer climb up into the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, you know, me and my dad, it was 85 minutes. I wasn't even watching the game, I was watching a fight off to the side. <laughs> and 
we were we were talking about the idea of leaving, and we were like, no, nah, let's stay, let's stay for the final. <laughs> <laughs> It is cathartic um, though, like, and it, I don't know, I feel like there would be some sort of, you know, Twitter fans and everything who would say that it's never right to be your team. But when you get given that sort of showing on your birthday, no less, it really <laughs> is your prerogative to, to let your displeasure be known. And you're right, like, you know, when you support your team, you want the best for them if you're not being given, you know, what you feel is an appropriate level of, of energy or, you know, just tactical performance booing is completely fine it, it mm. might it might tell the club that you know something's got to change and in this case it's hard not to feel like the fan reaction directly affected what decision they made over over Nuno yeah yeah um you see a lot of a lot of I don't know how true all this stuff is but you see a lot of press stuff saying um Daniel Levy because obviously he actually does does go to all the games like he's a Spurs fan in the, the day there's certain things I think about him, but at the end of the day, I do think he has the best interests of the club as a whole in, in, in his heart. And he was said to be like, like shell shocked by the reaction of the fans. I think he's quite a sensitive bloke in, in that regard. Like he's, he's uh, bald. I would be as well. He's very bald, like the shiniest <laughs> head in North. London. And I don't know, like some, you know, like Mike Ashley, for example, like he, he would get booed called every name under the sun, every single Newcastle game. He just did not. Doesn't finish. give a shit. Daniel Levy, like, he isn't like that at all. He's very, very sensitive to these things. He's very, I think he he's so desperate for it to work at Tottenham that he's, he will just do anything, which is which is to his detriment, I think. And we found that to his detriment this this uh, this year. So Nuno's out. Nuno got sacked. Um, one of the most pathetic managerial tenures in in Barclays history, would you say? Um, yeah, it, it makes me think of like Tim, the Tim Sherwoods of of the world. Um, Emery's Emery's reign at Arsenal was very pathetic, but it was so much more drawn out that it it doesn't feel the same. Like three months in charge, that's got to be really like humbling for a manager when you get kicked mm. out after such a short amount of time. Like he's, if I were him, I wouldn't take a job for a while to be honest. Um, I do feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry for him. Seems um, like a nice guy. It seems like. He seems fine. He doesn't seem interesting or, or anything. He well, just actually, seems like when I say, guy. let me just, yeah, that's the thing. When I say he looks like, a, he seems like a nice guy, what I actually mean is he looks like a nice guy. Like, mm. I've not watched any interviews with him, but he's got that sort of like twinkly eyed Santa Claus sort nice of look beard. to him. Nice beard, yeah. Nice like, beard, yeah. Um, beard really does help, to be fair. If he wasn't beardless, he, I, I feel like he didn't a have lot, a beard. Oh, he'd be Jesus. out by, he would... by September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so in, as a summer, and I think his job with who he is, and I'll get on to my third and final factor now, um, to inherit that squad of very disgruntled players who'd seen a lot of different managers, different personalities come into the club and out of the club, and to try and unify them with his track record and his style of play, it just isn't ever going to work, ever going to work. Um, yeah. So, but the players really, oh, some of them, honestly, I utter disgrace, disgraceful. Yeah. Um, it's been a, like, const- a constant theme of, of this podcast. I think over this whole, um, did this podcast start pre-Mourinho? No, it was during Mourinho, wasn't it? During, but yeah. like every single, like, it felt like most weeks, especially when we were doing the roundups, that there were players you had to just dig out constantly. And it, mm. even from, from an, oh, like, I don't know, watching Lo Celso sometimes. I mean, he's just, uh, yeah, he's just a name off the top of my head, but 
like it's just shit and it's like mm. shit without even trying that hard that's when it's annoying yeah it's it's stuff like where you you believe as a fan and i think the main the main target i'm really going for is hurricane here you just believe that you can see on the pitch and i saw it it's like the visual representation of players on the pitch just not caring about the manager um and i hate that i don't care who the manager is you should never ever feel like that um i just it, lazy like the Celso, like the thing is the Celso, i moan about him all the time in the game he ran a lot did he, he tried he, he just literally <laughs> isn't very good like he's not a good player um but he has to go why is he still there yeah it, it's players like kane who are proven proven world class and i don't know maybe he's i think it's a medley of a lot of things confidence is down um he doesn't believe in because apparently he personally clashed with nuno about the style of play um but there are moments in the game where like He's just not like a shadow. Of what, like, I remember yeah. one particular instance where he picked the ball up on the right side on the edge of the box and he just went backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards and kept backing up. Like, this is Harry Kane we're talking about. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, that's what Eric Dyer would do. Like, what <laughs> am I seeing? <laughs> so, those players, they need to hang their heads in shame. And yeah. the thing is, I bet you, I bet you right now, the manager that we hopefully will come in, we'll talk about him in a bit. I bet you any money you like. We'll start playing really well all of a sudden. We'll yeah, start yeah, yeah. Results. I, I'm certain of it. Um, Which is and, quite disgusting if you think about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll spend we'll, we'll spend one more second not mentioning this guy's name directly by name. But um, yeah, like whatever new manager comes in, there's just some players that need to not be getting any more minutes. Like this is like three managers in a row where Eric Dyer sees sees like grass. Why he's not good? And so this it, it frustrates me about about Arsenal as well, and we've sort of just about stopped doing it. Where like we have stopped sort of the Rob Holdings, the Kalasanaches of mm. of like I hate Arteta, but one thing I will definitely say for him is that he has improved our squad and our first eleven. Like they are better players than the Emery era, where we had like just shit players on the pitch all the time. Um, mm. And now we've got average players on the pitch the whole time. So it's a market improvement. Oh, um, yeah. This is the thing. If Spurs, it's, I think we're a bit different to Arsenal now. We are, I think we have world-class and very good players dotted around with some really exceptionally poor players. Also yeah, it's much, it's, well. much, it's much more, um, contr- like Arsenal, you know, I wouldn't say we have any truly world-class players. I, I'd maybe put a Babiang still in there just because of how consistent he is. Um, yeah, but other than that, it's all just we've got like decent to good players everywhere um, who yeah. can come into come into form or go out of form at any stretch of time. But at Spurs, it really is like in a couple of positions. Well, we're talking about Son and Kane. Obviously, you've got two of the absolute best in the world, and then mm. Dyer, barely Premier League level. Ben Davis, I know he's not first choice, but he's shite. Um, yeah, Reguilon think- recently bad. <laughs> I think it's settling. The big problem that the board had is settling for players like Ben Davies' squad depth. Um, the, the, the word that gets banded around with players like him, and I'm sure it's so in Barcelona, is, oh, he's consistent. Oh, he's solid. No, he's not. Rob, he isn't that's solid. A, he isn't good. That, that's a big one. That, like, whenever people defend Rob Holding, it is like, oh, he's solid. He, he's not put a foot wrong. It's like, well, mm. yeah, but he's consistently like a four out of 10. You don't want that in the club. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shit. 
I think it's like an antiquated sort of idea almost. I think because he looks, because both of those players, they look what you'd expect, like a centre-back sort of squad player. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they're like, they, they sort of look like hard men. They're both quite big, I guess. Yeah, but he's not good enough. He's never been no. good enough. And people have been it for a long time. So, like, Conte, going to mention his name yeah, now. There he is. <laughs> Antonio Conte is going to have his work cut out for him. Now, and let's with talk that, about... let, me just say, let me just say that, with that, you have jinxed his appointment. It's not happening. And welcome, Conte. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo Francesca. Fuck it, appoint Nuno again. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the time of this recording, because obviously... One thing I've learned since starting a podcast is recording during when um, important events in football are happening is uh, it's, it's like an absolute curse because yeah. we could be talking about this right now and it all would have fallen to pieces. But obviously, as it stands at this second in time, at what time is it? To the to the uh, dot. 7.24 uh, 724. <laughs> p.m. on a Monday. It very much looks like Antonio Conte is going to be the next manager of Tottenham. Um, which obviously is very, very exciting indeed. I'd yeah. consider him the best manager, unemployed manager right now. Yeah, and you'd be right. I'd consider him the only manager that could really talk to those top two managers in the elite bracket, Klopp and Guardiola. To be honest, I yeah. think I think those are the guys. Those are the guys. Those three are the guys. Um, oh, let's let's just very quickly talk about how crazy the Premier League is, man. Our pull is unbelievable. It is crazy. Spurs, I, I, not you know, some disrespect, but Spurs, they're not that good. No, but not, no, still, not. still able to to pull like a. I, I think he's one of the few genuinely world class managers out there. Um, Absolutely elite like, manager, and, and, and yeah, and sort of a dying breed of like um, sort of headline grabbing managers, like mm. big characters. He, he feels like. A manager from maybe like you know 10 20 years ago in terms of he's so he commands so much respect he's such a big name feels like yeah. a lot these days it's more about you know young managers with projects and stuff but he's like nah he's gonna come in he's gonna be the boss players are gonna respect him guaranteed mm. Mourinho but better yeah like a, a Mourinho but more in his prime effectively I'd say mm. and with a more I don't, yeah, it's very similar to Mourinho. He's quite a divisive person. He always leaves a massive mess at the club when he yeah. leaves. And he pisses a lot of people off in the club. But like players, like other players will like die for him on the pitch. Yeah. Um, which obviously no one was dying for Nuno on the pitch. Well, Ndobele might literally die on the pitch, <laughs> <laughs> suffering a cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's for Spurs' perspective. It's like the little the flame of my support had nearly been extinguished by this whole <laughs> BS that had been happening. To come away from a three 0 like battering at Manchester, like Manchester United at home, they they just they lost five 0 last week. No one no one even talks about that. They lost five 0 Yeah, in their biggest game of the season, they lost five 0 at home. Well, we'll, the- we'll need to get we'll need to get Temi on for this because uh, at some point because we we'll need to talk about Man United. You need to do a focus episode on Man United at some point. Oh yeah, but, um, this this this. That- sorry, go on. I, I was just—I was dead certain that Conte was going to United. Dead certain. Mm. Um, so El Sacco, you have really been victorious. Yes, I have. And speaking of 
sacking. Oh, just <laughs> just come in already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Hammerson. Hey. And for anyone confused, Hammerson has just come in. Just decided to hop on in. Yeah. <laughs> How long has After it been? Months? Three months of absence. He's back. Is this your first episode of the season? It must be after the whole Wi-Fi nonsense. Nah, you, you, you did come on for one earlier this season. I'm pretty pretty sad of it. But well, we were you're, you're, you're the right man for the job because we are just talking about an ex-manager of, of Chelsea, Mr. Antonio Conte. Um, <sighs> what do you think about Spurs getting him? Um, what is in like my personal opinion as obviously someone who used to really like him or well, but, but no, nah, more, more from sort of as you know, what I expect of Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. I now I've mentioned this to you boys earlier. I'm fully expect Spurs now to get top four because unless they United get rid of Ole by Christmas, mm. like Spurs will just be so much more solid. Discounting like, Arteta's tricky reds there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you will not see Spurs getting spanked 5-0 by Liverpool at home, that's for sure, yeah. under Conte. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a weird one. Have so can I ask you, um, on a personal level, like your thoughts and feelings towards Antonio Conte, how does it make you feel that he's coming to the white side of North London now. Now, I was thinking about this earlier and I'm really not that arsed, actually, at first. Like, if he was a guaranteed success, I think I'd be, and like, you were going to be title contenders, I would be more concerned than I am. Like, he wasn't, the the 16-17 season we won the league, was probably one of my favourite seasons ever as a Chelsea fan. I fell in love with him, but it helped that obviously we didn't have any Europe um, and he did brilliant things, but also you've got to look at that squad and think, okay, it was a title-winning team. Kante, Fabregas, Costa, Hazard, mm, mm. Willian, dare I say it. <laughs> How like, Still, core, core <laughs> to our Terry, Cahill, David Luiz, it was still a brilliant team but like after after what Chelsea former Chelsea managers have done before I like Mourinho broke my heart more than more than Conte let's not lie yeah I guess yeah Conte was only at Chelsea for as I understand like two years three years two years and the second year was an abomination one of it literally went from peak Chelsea to absolute Shame, like one of the worst seasons I've ever witnessed. He was, he was a terrorist. <laughs> who, who do you, having, like, seen, who, having seen having seen him sort of you know come into your your team? Um, who in Tottenham squad do you think is going to benefit from having him in there? I think Reguilon will do well, very well. So he'll, he'll move to left wing back. He won't get exposed defensively. And I think he he's not a half decent player going forward. He can put in a good put in a good cross. He's got a half decent shot on him, so I think he'll do all right. Obviously, really vague, really vague attacking. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. He's, he's just half. He's just he can move. Half, you know. he can move. I, th- I think yeah. he's just half decent as a wing back. He's, he's obviously a good not player. Sure. Like, 
he'll well. He's fine. He's, he's, he's fine. just fasty. Yeah, he'll do fine. Um, obviously, Harry Kane is now going to somehow get some motivation because it's not like Nuno is going to motivate him after the Euros finals. Mm. Um, mm. And everything that obviously happened. Um, so I think that might give him a change of, change of tune a bit. Are we looking um, at a, um, a Kane and Son two up top oh. sort of situation? No, it'll be a 3-4-3. Three, three. Oh, he's, be, he's never done anything else. So it's been 3-4-3. Nah, three, um, three, I, I swear Inter he, had, Inter he had two up top. I swear. It was yeah, Lukaku, Lukaku and, and Lautaro. Lautaro. Three, five, yeah, he two, did yeah. sometimes. I reckon he it does, did, it does I, make I, more I, sense I, for the 4-3. It does make Because you have Lucas on one side. Some yeah, that's exactly that just, it, it just makes too much sense. And the yeah. thing is, the crazy summer, thing is as well, the spooky thing is, right, and the stupid thing as well, I'd say, our summer signings really point to us moving towards a back five. We signed Christian Romero, like a high-progressive defender that plays in the middle of a five. That's literally his position. Yeah. And yeah. we signed Emerson Ryan. Atalanta, one of the best backs where he's in the world. Yeah. And Emerson Ryan, who's, who's just a wing back. He's not a right back. He's a wing back. And then and Nuno knew how but to play five at the back, but then <laughs> was like, "Oh no, actually, let's play four at the back." So that doesn't make any sense. But yeah. I think like Conte really like. I think the squad definitely needs work, and a lot of, especially in midfield, a lot of it needs to go. I don't think the job is as, say, as, much, as difficult as you, as people would think. I don't. Th- I think that we're we're so close to half decent squad there. Um, yeah, yeah, you are. Just, that, that first eleven after I bantered you about it earlier and about how shambolic your defence and your midfield is I then thought alright regular regular Don at left wing back <laughs> is okay uh, a pivot of Hoiberg and and Don Blake no that's if, just not if, good that doesn't work yeah if, I think, if, I think if, for balance if, for balance and Don Blake to... loses about two stone then maybe <laughs> um I don't think, I, I think this is why I think potentially having a two up top and an extra body in midfield would work better because I think it's, I just don't see how you could have a midfield two at Spurs and have it be good enough. Like, yeah, Hoiberg, Hoiberg, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Kante is a cheat code for that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and in fact, when I think about it, Kante Fabregas as two centimeters is one of the most disgustingly overpowered. <laughs> yeah, you say that we Fabregas barely even got into the team under Conte. He played. It was Kante Matic. Okay, a bit the more. Bit more boring. Boring. Yeah. It was yeah. pure. It was just pure defensive solidarity. But, like, but Ho- yeah, Ho- they don't have that because per- I don't think Hoiberg would be that good in if he's asked to do something going forward as well. I, 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 think hor- I think he's horrible going he'd, forward. He'd be, the Matic, he'd be the Matic mm. equivalent, which is why I think Ndombele... If Ndombele uh, like, might be the biggest question mark here because if he mm. gets less fat, he could be really good. Yeah, I, I, will, so. say, I will say as a qualifying statement... And Conta will have him running 10 k, 10K a day, like <laughs> suicide runs, um, yeah. It's been reported <laughs> by quite reputable sources that I think Conte... No, 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 it's not even reputable sources. This is the truth. Like, in the summer... When Ndombele wanted to leave, Inter was like oh, the destination. Yeah. Like yeah, Conte really him. likes him. Um, yeah, he, so he's a player. Like he just isn't that good. Like he's not. It's, it, top it's, the, it's the, the condition. It's the conditioning. It's the conditioning that's completely the issue, isn't it? Like, mm. 
if, if, he's, if, he's getting there as well. He's getting there, I think. Yeah, if these suicide runs don't end in his actual suicide, then <laughs> something could actually happen there. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about... All right, actually, so did, speak, speaking of central midfielders, did you see Fabregas on Twitter the other day was doing a Q&A and was asked who was the worst and the hardest manager he had to play for, and he said Conte. <laughs> so <laughs> he's going to get them running. Fabregas is a damn sight better and fitter than Dombele. So yeah. even even if he was uh, like thirty two at the time, maybe. Okay, moving on. Let, let's move on to because obviously we took, we're talking at this podcast from the perspective of this is a done deal. Conte is at Spurs. This is happening. Okay. Oh, it's, so it's happening. Yeah. If it doesn't happen. Not the world won't hear this. I'm very sorry. You're, you're done. <laughs> or the world just might hear it and I just won't care anymore. <laughs> I yeah. release any of the garbage. So what I want to hear now, moving more into our sort of pace and power spin on things. Yeah. Is <laughs> who okay. Give me your give me your top three. Let's start off boring and move on. Your top three winners from his appointment. And then we'll move into the losers. Who's going to fuck, basically? <laughs> so let's just pretty, let's go, let's quick. I think, yeah, okay. Regular on the staff. He, I think he's going to do really well. I think he, yeah. this, is, this suits him down to the ground. But any other suggestions? I think, I think probably Romero as well. Because, mm. all right, he seems like an okay defender, but he's not exactly in his first two months set the world alike for a £50 million centre-back. Agreed. And going, yeah. into a back three, going into the middle of a back three, he will be protected. As, as Chelsea's so, proven, it makes it makes good but not great defenders look great. Um, yeah. Especially when you're under a manager, like not even just an average back three, yeah. no, but in a Conta or a two-call back three, you're yeah. going to look good. Whatever. <laughs> like, what about made, forgo- made forgotten men... 35-year-old John Terry to play every minute of a league season. Like he's a freaking wizard. <laughs> what about what about forgotten man, um, Matt Doherty? Oh, he's not he's not even in this. He's not a winner he's all of he? he's, <laughs> he's, he's such a wingback merchant. He's got to focus on just <laughs> turning up the training every day. <laughs> I don't think he should be concerned with Conte. Not, not having a squad number given to someone. Got nothing else. to do with him. <laughs> Just bear in mind, we've got losing Tanganga. it to a third Spurs youngster called Kyle Walker. <laughs> I think I think Tanganga is more of a right centre back actually, which just suits yeah, him. That's exactly, it just makes sense yeah. to play a five at the back. Ah, like, oh, okay, he's exactly one more who I had in my head playing. Right, Kane, one more Kane, Kane, Kane. I think he has to be Kane, Kane right? Yeah. Well, yeah, his life has sucked for the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so miserable. Um, I think he. And I almost think I know I was slacking Kane off non-stop before I said before now, but it, maybe it's one of those subconscious things where if you're just generally miserable in your life, you just don't play. There's a good chance of it, I think. Yeah, you just don't you don't do what you usually do. You're just not yeah. thinking the same way, and I think just a fresh, a fresh like a, a different scenery in, in terms of the manager and everything and the coaching staff. Maybe that just changes it up for him. Yeah, I feel like as well. Conte has a good track record with strikers as well. I feel yeah. like strikers, oh, yeah. strikers tend to feast under him. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's why I, I think uh, I, this is my brain coming at it. But I, I really do think you know Kane, Son up top, kind of big man, not big man, little man, but you know Son's <laughs> Son's quick, Kane's slow. It seems like a match made in heaven for me. <laughs> it does a lot of it. A lot of it makes sense. A lot of it makes sense. But then you, one, you have to rely you on top of Tom Foolery is the thing. But I was also thinking. No, no, I was also thinking. Um, 
this could protect. I know we've been talking about reviving his career for about two years now, but Delhi Ali seems to something no, about this seems to work. No, you know, no, he's not going to have a chance. <laughs> he is done out here. Is he finished? <laughs> yeah, he's finished. I- I've seen the memes about him, him like trying to revitalize. He his couldn't career, even like perform in the conference time. league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't think it's going to happen with Ali. Let's okay. Let's get on to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure being... I'm banking. I'm with Ed. The front three is going to be pretty much a Chelsea identical with Son being the Hazard equivalent obviously Kane Costa and then Lucas being the Willie and the, the runner a bit more yeah doing the doing the hard graft let's move on to our let's move on to our who's, who's thinking they're seeing the news flash up on their phone and thinking fuck like Conte fucking hell and obviously we're not talking about Nombly I know why yeah. he'd be upset <laughs> anyone <Bad>. else <laughs> um, I, well to, it probably is Ali, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> you think, oh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even fix the system, does he? No, I think he's no, gone. Well, I, mean, I mean, yeah, if there's a position that loses out, depending on what iteration of three at the back he goes for, number 10s could be losing out big time. Lo Celso, he is, he is finished. Thank he God. is so <laughs> done. He'll be playing right wing back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too he's too shit. To, he's too shit to play centre mid, and oh, he's, too, he's too shit to play number ten. And there won't be a number ten for him to play anyway. So unless he can I learn left, you. unless he can learn left wing back deputy, then <laughs> he's he's. So I think far. I think he he is on the phone already to his agent. Yeah, being, I don't think he's even going to try in training. I think he's just going to be like, I'm, like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm bad. Think- okay. <laughs> Who, Get where me we back go? to MK Dons. Nah, but was he from Batiste? He was like, like, it was a weird deal where like PSG bought him, realized he wasn't very good. Oh yeah, sold him, sold him on the, like a loan to buy it to Batiste, where he did really well. To be fair, got like yeah. sixteen and ten, and then they activated the buy clause only for us to then buy sold. him. <laughs> yeah, okay. They, they made like a ten million. So much they do crap like that. Yeah, they do it all the time process. as well. And he is terrible, so like, it worked for them. We got fucked yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, and then didn't um, they sign Fakir to replace him? And he's actually been good. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, oh. I was thinking as well in the short term. <laughs> in the short, in the short term, I do feel like Skip definitely loses out. Oh yeah, he's um, he actually had a spot. Now it's gone. Yeah, because he goes from he goes from a sort of a guaranteed star under Nuno to. Uh, you know he's not going to be playing two CDMs. He's not. It's not Tuchel cool we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is a conference league player now. Yeah. Where he might. should be. Where he should be. <laughs> hey, no. Hey no, now, no. he's been all right. Been <laughs> all right. I think he's he's not. Like, <laughs> you have to. I, the reason why I'm not going to dig him out for what happened on Saturday is the the man was getting like. First of all, the tactics leave him exposed all the time. Not going to talk about it. But if you're on the counter, right, and you're trying to defend the counter and it's Ronaldo on one side with the ball, Bruno Fernandes and Cavani overlapping, this guy's like 20. Like, what do you want him to do? He's not like a generational bloody defensive midfielder. You're not, what are you going to do about that? To be honest? I can't mm-hmm. dig him out. I think he's good. He's mid Premier League level right now, to be honest. He could, I'm glad. For, for, for a 20-year-old, is fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. He's perfectly fine. I'm glad you mentioned those man there, Ed, because this is a point that I wanted to make when you asked me how I felt about him going to Spurs. I am a hell of a lot more happy with him going to Spurs than him going to United. Yeah. Because him going to United, I feel like at any point, say if he joined United last week after the 5-0, at any point between now, between Christmas, after he's had a bit of time to get in the groove, figure out his best 11, 
they could easily go on like a run we did the year we won the title and go 13 wins in a row yeah, with I that agree. team with that team and then suddenly they're back in contention for the title if not top of the league well, i yeah, don't think he does that with you guys um because your team does have quite a lot of deficiencies with united yeah. with those individuals he gets them playing they win they win a ton on the trial a, a and that would be my worry i don't think you're in contention for the title even with him a lot but is contingent on what they do in january like mm-hmm. a lot is contingent on what they do in spurs do in january and it mm. could go one of two ways and the second way is very funny now <laughs> the second yeah. way is chelsea civil war the, the second way is you know he are oh, who could you cut ashley young you know that was been done to death can't sign him again do you, but, do you guys um, actually know the context in which his career at chelsea fell apart he just didn't he just want to sign a load of shit and so, so, said no. yeah, yeah, so exactly <laughs> no 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 so so number one he texts diego costa after he just won us the league saying sorry mate don't want you anymore over summer and then just ignored him for ignored him for the rest of the year didn't say anything why or anything and then this guy was like what a 60 million pound player that we sold to atletico um won us two titles out of basically two because the second Jose seen didn't really count. But he was no right though. He was right to sell him because he was immediately washed at Atleti. <laughs> was oh yeah, he was. But yeah. that's not the point. And then... Um, Isn't it? And then... It sounds like He asked for Van Dyke and Lukaku as the replacements. The so he was, said, he was bang on. <laughs> no, no, no. No, right? No, it, gets, it gets funnier. The club then Did he ask for Mbappe as well? <laughs> <laughs> the club then said, sorry, these guys are unattainable because United paid like £30 million more because of Raiola and because... Obviously, Liverpool spent like 80 million on him. But you've just spent did. 90 million on Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, it's four years later. It's a bit different. But then, um, but then, but then, um, yeah, the club then said, sorry, we just can't afford that kind of money. And um, he literally then ignored the CEO's calls. <laughs> he went it on and like for the rest of the summer. Really for the rest of the summer, just ignored their phone calls. <laughs> to me, this sounds completely like he's in the right. <laughs> and do you know? Do you know? He's what identified then? good players that he wants. Uh, you said he no, and them. eventually bought. Eventually bought them anyway. Did you, you get know Mar- what then happened after he left? You bought Morata for seventy million. No, no, no. After Conte left, I mean. Oh, what? He quite literally sued the club. Oh yeah, wasn't it about earnings <laughs> or something? He sued Chelsea oh, yeah. to court for over ten million. Did he, did he win? I actually can't remember, to be honest. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do yeah, think um, Conte and, and uh, Levy would be a fearsome battle. That'd be a fearsome yeah. battle. It will, it will be torrid. <laughs> but I'm also assuming that if if um, Conte already oh, rejected but if Conte rejected Spurs and now they've come back and got him, it means <laughs> that there's got to be some sort of spending promise. There's got to be some sort of like, you yeah. will get backed in the market and Spurs need to be buying players anyway because there are parts of their squad that just aren't good enough the figure touted was at 100 mil and all the targets are like all the time I just think players. it's so yeah. funny that they just couldn't get it done over summer cocked it no, up it, yeah, it, it's funny. It is funny now they're like, back there less than two months later like that's such me, a Spurs thing to do rather than no, just get that great manager in the first place know, and saying. give it and give him a summer of players that he wants <laughs> let me let me let me um because I think it isn't quite as simple as that. I think Conte in the summer um, was, I think he was less, he's definitely less interested in the Spurs job anyway, but I think he had eyes on other different jobs that could have been PSG, Man United, 
whatever. All these big jobs, uh, even Barcelona, like big jobs where he had his eye on it. The Spurs was not definitely the least attractive of all those. See, no, I don't believe okay. that because wait, the Barcelona... Wait, Barcelona, wait, the Barcelona wait, 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 that's you got there now, Hamzen. And then... <laughs> the Barcelona is literally available now. Spurs, no, no, no. Because Spurs then were like, okay, we'll give you... We'll give you X amount. He's like, no, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I'm still my spaghetti. <laughs> I'm, I'm a spaghetti manager. <laughs> <laughs> he is Italian after all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think the reason why it's changed now, I think he was far more unattainable then than he is now. Obviously, he's forced our hand a little bit with regards to spending, but the United job is out of out of sight. Now, I really don't think. Ole is going to get sacked, really, ever. I think he'll die <laughs> to the club. Season, he'll die in that managerial <laughs> chair. <laughs> he's thinking, okay, there's this, there's this job. Barcelona was a poor example. I don't think he's... Barcelona is not an attractive proposition at all. No, terrible. No, terrible. Not at all. This gives I him think PSG is more likely now than it was in summer, personally, because Poch is stinking it up. Uh, maybe. I do think he likes London. I think he likes that aspect. Of it. Liking London is a big... Big pool for managers. Huge. That. And it's the Premier League. It's the Barclays. It's the Barclays. And final thing, and maybe it's a bit of the intangibles, maybe it's BS, but I think if he's successful, which I think Legend. he knows he can be with Tottenham, if he wins a league with Tottenham, he's, he's I'd argue he can chat to any manager. He can chat to Klopp, he can chat to Pep Guardiola, anyone. Because he's done oh, it. he can every, anyway. Done I, personally, I personally think he is top three. Yeah. If you ask me my top three, it'd be those two and him. I yes, think Tuchel, what Tuchel is... is knocking on the door at number four. But I think those three are clear. Nah, mm. park the bus ball. Doesn't count. Crap. <laughs> Shit. They play good football, <laughs> you bastard. Um, with Conte, We've though, conceded so. three goals and two of them were penalties. Come on, man. You that's, got the that, that reinforces exactly, exactly what I was saying. saying. But like, what yeah, the other yeah. things? This is what separates him. Klopp, I think Klopp probably is the best manager in the world right now, so... You got he won titles, yeah. got Champions League final with Dortmund, and won all there is basically to win apart from the FA Cup. I think with Liverpool. I have to say I am impressed with the way he's turned it around. So last year it was looking a little bit shaky, and that was the first time I've ever seen him sort of face some real adversity. Yeah, he's done. But, he's done very well. But Conte, he's helped by having you know Mohamed Salah, the great man. But mm. that does help. But but Conte, this is the, thing, yeah, this is the distinguishing basic. factor about. Everyone, those those elite <laughs> managers, they've always managed at a very the highest level. And I think they've Pep and Guardiola, they've never Pep and Guardiola. What am I talking <laughs> about? Pep and Klopp have never managed at the level of Spurs. And Spurs, especially like a cursed team like Spurs, I think, where we, um, we just have such a poor history. Klopp won it, Klopp, Klopp I, won it with Dortmund. I don't know. I think Klopp did so well with Dortmund that he deserves that credit. Because yeah, Klopp I agree. got Dortmund to the Champions League final, sure. remember? Like, but then I don't. Okay, my final, my final point, my final stone in my in Dortmund, Dortmund don't buy would be this is. I think this is the hardest the Barclays will ever be to win, as it is right yes. now. Yes, and if he yeah. wins it with for, Tottenham, for, yeah. if he wins it with Tottenham, he's the greatest manager of all time. I don't even, I we've, I don't but, even care. He's the greatest manager of all time. But we've 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 also not considered the um, one of the hypotheticals here, which is that Spurs. Spurs are the team that finally that undoes his reputation once and for all, and he becomes Mourinho. Yeah, which is more likely. It'll all fall apart. He'll, he'll, yeah, him and Levy will hate each other. Kane will, he will lose his shit. hair all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As, as a as a final final prediction to round out the episode, I'll start with you, Pat. How do you think this is going to go in a year's time? We'll be sitting here recording this episode. What do you think we'll be saying about this tenure? 
Um, I think you get like fifth or something. Right. Uh, if, if, if you get Conte, I think you get like fifth. Um, then I reckon he would have had a baffling summer transfer window. <laughs> um, and But you'll still be in a better place than you were now. So it will be a success. Okay. Okay. What about you, Hamilton? Let's not actually know. You can revise your one, Pat. Let's say we're at the end of the 22-23 season. So he's, he's had uh, he's had a season and a half, basically. Conte won't be there by then. No? That's my prediction. I think he'll be gone. Gone? Hamilton? Yeah. I agree. I agree with that part. You know what I'd love, right? This is my this is my plan for the future. Conte in because <laughs> isn't he? What I saw, he's only getting an eighteen months contract anyway. That's so which is which is either, weird. Yeah, that's but... weird. It either means that because like that's what we offered Tuchel, but at that point it was a bit different. You're like Tuchel's reputation was a bit muddied. Yeah, yeah Tuchel was in up, a bit of trouble, yeah. and we're a bigger club. Conte is the biggest of managers, and. You haven't won. He's, he's got the, pa- he's got the power here, really. Yeah. I yeah, think that, was, yeah. that might have been a big that's stumbling block. That's what I'm though. saying. I think it's hard to tell because he might have asked for that contract. I feel like, so that's, I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah. I feel like he's like short contract, which I can is see what this job is like. And yeah. I'll extend Which is unusual. Yeah. No, no, no. I which is really I, unusual. I In the summer, I think one of the big stumbling blocks was about the length of his contract and what the, the compromise effectively came down to where he said, or his lawyer said, or whatever. Um, if you're not going to give me a three-year, two-year, three-year deal, I want X guaranteed spending in the market this winter. And we were like, no. So I think <laughs> it's gone the other way now where he's accepting that short Why deal. Why would you because... not have given him a long-term contract? He's the best manager in the market. No, it doesn't make sense to give him a, it doesn't make sense to give him a long-term contract, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely right. I think it's three years isn't even that long term. He's proven no, to be Ed's, Ed's right here. Ed's proven right to be like so destructive. Inter are in like financial disarray, right? And I think the short the, before him. The short no 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 the, sh- the shortest contract you can offer, the better. Hmm. Um, what's everyone? What's everyone? What's absolutely yeah. everyone? He has a flexibility with and also Spurs are not one of these Chelsea clubs which ha- like if it goes all wrong and they have to spend pay up like 25 million because of the mm. length of, like they've already done that with Mourinho that sort of thing would cripple the club if they've got to do that over and over again yeah, yeah there's like, that. Spurs learned their lesson a little bit here <laughs> um, yeah so I think what I'd like to see personally is I don't think he's a long-term appointment I really don't I think he's not what he's like I no, think he, he comes in for a year my realistic dream not my actual dream, would be we get top four this season. We sneak into top four this season and mm-hmm. we maybe get an FA Cup or a league challenge, which is very ambitious, I know. But I think this is if we're in the realms of reality, a trophy in a league challenge the following year or a deep run in Europe. And then he leaves, we go our separate ways, and Graham Potter oh, drives up be- to Hotspur Way. <laughs> having won the Champions League with Brighton the season before <laughs> somehow that's not even possible <laughs> oh, no. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I actually think now I reckon top four like you said Ed <clears throat> and then I think you could actually win the League Cup this year because you've not got you've got what I think we've got Brentford you've got West Ham in the quarters West Ham are really good. And then it's, it's like Liverpool and Leicester <laughs> or something. I think City, City are out, aren't they? You're talking so, about West Ham like, like Spurs aren't the underdogs of this situation. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd rather have City there is than that, West Ham. Yeah. 
I actually would. Because <laughs> West Ham, like, they give it all in every game they play against Spurs. Like, it's like the biggest game yeah. of their season when they hit Spurs. City, yeah, like, true. weirdly bottling but I can, every time. I can, see, I can see exactly that happening. You you win in the League Cup this year, getting top four. Everything's looking a little bit rosy. Summer, and everything Then we sign Mr. Moses. <laughs> summer, summer, everything goes sideways. You sign... Alexis, Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, you sign a ton of championship players. <laughs> and okay, last thing. Old men. Absolute last thing. And then next season, he leaves. Last thing, Hamilton. I said last thing. Last thing, last thing, last thing. Last thing. Okay. What <laughs> stupid signing is Conte making for Spurs in January? Oh. And let's make it somewhat realistic. Let's make it so it addresses our mid, uh, like our midfield, for example. Okay, it addresses midfield, an issue midfield. within the team. Ah, uh, um, Arturo <laughs> Vidal. Arturo Vidal. I'm literally about to say Arturo Vidal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to have another one. I need to have another one. Oh my god! Could I give you a? No, the Barzagli is not playing anymore, is he? No, he retired. <laughs> he retired like five years ago. Five years ago, he's like forty-three. Bring, bring him out of retirement. <laughs> I think Bobby Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Raise him from the dead. I think. <laughs> I think let's go. Not I don't know why. Go, like, but I don't right know mid. why. When I was thinking centre backs, the first stupid centre back that came to mind for me was someone like Sol Bamba. <laughs> what? That's too bad. That's just, that's <laughs> this is the stupid centre back. <laughs> Because you will sign multiple stupid centre backs. You won't. You won't sign someone good like Skriniar. To be fair, we're looking at De Vrij for Inter. That doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, Inter. I don't, don't really care. I don't really care about that. To be honest, I'm not asked. No. I can't see Inter selling because the reason why they sold Lukaku was to help them the money thing, and they also sold Hakimi for an absolute bucket load. So yeah, I can't mm. see them selling like Skriniar or. Bastoni or De Vrij lightly. Stupid right mid, Ed, go. Ooh, stupid right mid. Okay. Well, it's not me... a stupid right mid, it's a stupid right wing back. <laughs> That's true, okay. yeah. Yeah. Which is Victor even stupider. Mo- Victor Moses is the obvious choice. But yeah, yeah. He's, no, yeah. he's not obviously not good enough. Um, let me think. Bakary Sanya? <laughs> <laughs> he's not playing. Are you still playing? No, he's not. He's playing for like some Japanese. I know who. God. Zappa Costa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. I thought you could say Zabaletta <laughs> there. And I thought, yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> okay, right. It actually could be. <laughs> I think, though, exciting times for Tottenham, to be fair. I thought we'd get like Fonseca. To be honest, when, when we, on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, when it was really like working up that he was going to get sacked I was my I was just like what is what is going to happen now what are we doing what are we doing um, but there's a little bit of hope within the tunnel now for Spurs it's yeah, literally that I, I think it's one of the only moves you could really make if you didn't want it to, the situation to get even worse it had to be mm. Conte Potter or Ten Hag otherwise you're in deep doo-doo so tomorrow think- we'll we'll tweet out uh, our reaction to the news that you know uh, <laughs> Villas Boas has been appointed. <laughs> so it's God. If I see Fabrizio Romano tweet something about a stumbling block or a big red cross, I I no. I, and this is the thing. It's the last thing I'll say. If if this doesn't work out, Levy 
Levy will be hounded out of this club, and you can you can. Oh, he'll bet be he'll be hung Bottom dollar, <laughs> he will be hounded out of this club. God, yeah, Ed, you cast ask, away. You ask what will happen. You asked what will happen, and we're pretty much the three of us are pretty much unanimously agreed he's gone by next summer, right? As in summer twenty twenty three. Um, I think he that's the summer he leaves, though. I think he leaves at the end of that season, if you know what I mean. For that, Ma- Maurizio Sari is his replacement. <laughs> nope, could happen. Graham, Graham Potter comes in through the doors. Um, he's like, <laughs> finally, that, that chain smoking, just bizarre no. man will be Cancer his replacement because as you continue to copy our manager train, <laughs> yep. Um, but until then. Until 2023, <laughs> when Spurs are champions of Europe, <laughs> we've we've got a squad of you know 2010 Man City. Or we've got Robinho up top or something. <laughs> um, we'll see you guys in the next one. Um, we'll go Alvaro back to Rata. our we'll go back to our usual scheduled content of stupid shit. But I think this is one of those ones where you just you just got to talk about it. Just got to just got to pass comment. But until then, Hampson in the bottom. Jesus Christ. Adios. How fucking long was that? <laughs> You're on stink watch, okay? It's alright. I'm warming up. I'm getting back into the swing of things. It's been like three months since I've you've, been on the co- Today you have basically come on as a sub, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and you are around the boot. Just like down for Come some minutes from in the leg. injury. I need, yeah. a, I need a quick half an hour just to get yeah. back into the groove. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat, the... Uh, the bastion of this podcast on the left. Yeah, Harry Maguire. <laughs> Bandage round the head. Doesn't miss a game. <laughs> Doesn't miss a game. Yeah. Thank you very much. And if you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to like it, follow it, share it. Um, and also, uh, check out the High Kicks podcast as well. I completely forgot to do any comments for that. I'm so, so, so sorry. Uh, it completely skipped my mind. We recorded a nice little episode with an American football podcast about a week ago. Check, check it out. those guys out and yeah follow us check us out more importantly and like us follow us and have a good day see you now wow.